Hi, everyone, and welcome to episode 69. Uh, Today, I'm going to be talking about forgiveness, what you can do if you struggle to forgive, how you can perceive forgiveness, because I did a little bit of research about the actual definition of forgiveness and kind of how to wrap your head around it and what happens when you decide you don't want to forgive somebody. Okay, so that's what pretty much I'm going to be talking about. It's more like conversational like a conversation with myself really because it's just me um yeah but I think it'll like it's some food for thought because I feel like in my time my definition of forgiveness has definitely changed I used to perceive it as one thing and then like I kind of thought long and hard about it and kind of looked into it and now it's changed um cool so that's what we're going to be talking about um on a side note I have had so much feedback from you guys from the most recent podcast my first science deep dive and you guys loved it so thank you so much I'm really happy that you guys enjoyed that there will be a lot more of that and also in the coming weeks slash ongoing there's going to be a lot more interviews as well and two kinds of interviews we're going to have episodes interviewing you know people that I myself have never met so it's more like an interview kind of conversation because I've might not know them personally and then of course I'm going to have like friends and stuff on and have banter always with like a you know I I like to throw in themes of like how someone overcame something or how someone approached something like mindset wise you know how much I love to do that but something that I am going to be recording this week is going to be my episode with Tim Mercer and he is a genomics expert and um, has worked for years and years and years on mRNA vaccines and things like that so um, I did put the call out on my Instagram, I think it was about two weeks ago on questions that you guys would like for me to ask Tim. So I've compiled all those questions and, um, I've gotten the ones that are definitely by far the most common questions or the ones that I thought would be the most relevant for him to answer based on his area of expertise. So I know it's taken a little bit, but it's a bit of back and forth. He currently lives in Mexico city. So it's like finding the right time for us to do this interview. Anyway, that's going to be happening I'm going to be interviewing him this week and that episode will either come out later this week or next week. So um, if you follow me on Instagram, I'll keep you tuned of when that's going to come out. I think it's going to be brilliant and I'm so excited to speak to someone who's actually probably the most knowledgeable in the field. Like I think at the moment, everybody is being bombarded with people's opinions. And I think when it comes to science, opinions are not enough for me. Like it's, it's all well and good to say, oh, I think that's beautiful or I think, or I don't like visiting that or I don't, but I don't think you can have an opinion on science. Science is the search for the truth. You either are educated on the topic or you're not. But to come up with something that's like literally you've just pulled it out of your asshole, your opinion is not valid. You know, an opinion is valid when you're talking about something that's, you know, subjective, but not when it's objective. And when it comes to, the science and when it comes to genomics and vaccines and this and that, I think it's important to turn to the people whenever possible that actually know what they're fucking talking about, like actual experts, not people that are bombarding everyone on, especially on the internet where, yes, it's great that everyone has a voice, but a lot of people will have a voice and talk about shit that they don't know anything about. So having said that, this is going to be a brilliant, brilliant interview with someone that actually knows what they're talking about. I'm going to learn a lot you're going to learn a lot. It's going to be amazing. So really looking forward to that. Apart from that little update on my week, I got the vaccine. I got um, AstraZeneca. I actually wanted to get Pfizer because I was really into the whole mRNA concept, but it just wasn't really readily available for me. So I was like, fuck this shit. I just want to like get it done. When I got AstraZeneca, um, felt fine for the first like, half of the day. And then I started feeling like, ooh, on the Sunday night. Anyway, all of Monday. I woke up Monday feeling fine. I went for like a walk with Liv. I was fine. And then I got home 
And I was like bedridden for the rest of the day. I had like chills. I was like sweating, hot, cold, hot, cold. Pretty much like your typical flu symptoms. Um, And I just like stayed in bed, bit of a headache, took some painkillers. It kind of helped. And then, yeah, went to bed and then woke up perfectly fine the next day. So for me, it was around like a day and a half of not feeling well. And then Tuesday, I was feeling fresh. So that was good times. It kind of like made my Monday very unproductive, but it's done. And I've heard... Um, and I'll ask Tim why that is. I've heard that with AstraZeneca, you get more, you're more likely to get symptoms on the first dose and with Pfizer, it's the second. I don't know if that's actually truth behind it, but that's what I've heard. Anyway, good times. Separate to that, I've just been, yeah, just working on a whole bunch of things. You know, the podcast planning for things that I'm working on in the future. There's something kind of coming up in the pipeline. I'll probably be able to talk to you guys about it maybe next week or the week after. So that's pretty cool as well. Um, so that's about it. Let's get straight into it. I want to be talking about, um, the topic of today, which is forgiveness. Okay. So with forgiveness, firstly, why do we forgive? What I'm going to be doing with today's, um, episode is I'm going to be talking about a whole different array of people that you would want to forgive. There's, I'm going to be talking about people that have asked for your forgiveness and you're really struggling to forgive them. And what do you do in that scenario? I'm going to be talking about people that have done something awful to you and then just left and have never even, they're not even like asking for forgiveness. And it's this idea of where you're holding resentment to them. And then I'm going to be talking about people that you absolutely cannot find it in your heart to forgive somebody, somebody based on what they've done, whether they're still in your life or whether they're not in your life. I'm going to be talking about all these different things and I'm going to be talking about kind of how you can perceive forgiveness. And I feel that if you're like me and you thought that forgiveness was um, basically saying what you did is okay, then like that's what I used to think forgiveness was. I used to think forgiveness was like pardoning someone for what they did and saying, no, it's fine. And I used to think in my head, well, it's not fine. It's not okay. That's not fine. How can I forgive someone if if I don't agree with what they did, if what they did was awful and it goes against morally what I believe in, right? So that was what I used to think forgiveness was. Now I've changed my mind. I've realized that it's not that at all. So let's go into it. Basically, forgiveness is done for yourself, not for the other person. You do it for you, right? It's a way of providing closure for yourself So you don't have to wait for a sorry. You don't have to wait for an apology. A lot of people wait for this sorry and genuinely feel that they're automatically going to feel better after they receive the, the, the apology or the, or someone to beg for forgiveness, right? But it's not always the case. And I'll go into that in a sec. The apology or the sorry is actually not what mends you. It definitely makes it easier, but the person responsible for the mending is you. You are choosing to accept that apology, but you are, you are also choosing to forgive them. And that action of forgiveness can actually occur no matter what that person is doing or why or how or whatever. And it's going to benefit you greatly. Okay. Because yes, it's awesome that someone wants to apologize. Yes. It's awesome that someone's asking for forgiveness, but all they're doing is creating a safe space for you to, for you to feel comfortable telling them that you forgive them. Right. But a sorry isn't what mends it. It's your approach to the situation that is the mending, if that makes sense. It's the start. A sorry is the start. But you have to come back with forgiveness for it to be complete. And that is where, you know, the buck stops with you. Okay. Now, another thing that I wanted to go into is that apologies are all well and good. And I will tap into this a little bit later. An apology is all well and good. But 
the reason why the forgiveness has to really comes from you and not from their apology is that actions always speak louder than words, right? An apology is just words. And it's not me being cynical saying they're going to fuck up again, but it's kind of saying like, I'm choosing to let go of this. I'm not going to resent you. I'm not going to let this have more power over me. Whether you apologize or not, great. That's going to determine if our relationship can mend or begin to mend or not. But me holding on to this is what I am letting go of, regardless of what you choose to do. It's pretty much saying you can say whatever you want to say. You can do or not do whatever you want. But I am choosing to not let what you did have power over me anymore. I'm not saying that it's okay. I'm not saying that what you did was fine. I'm just saying... I'm letting go of it and I'm not going to hold it over your head because if I hold something over your head, I'm holding something over my head, okay? So when someone apologizes, don't think that that person is saying, I'm never going to do it again. It's never going to, like I said, actions will always speak louder than words. So you don't have to pin all your hopes and dreams on someone's apology because they might never follow through with it. You can only focus on what you can control. And with forgiveness, the beauty of it is, is that you are controlling how much power what that person did has over you. That is what we're going to be talking about today. You're going to relinquish or you're going to, well, yeah, relinquish that control or relinquish that. Maybe relinquish isn't the word, but you're going to basically let go of this thing that is holding power over you. You're going to let it go. Now, I looked up some definitions on the internet of what forgiveness is, and I actually was pleasantly surprised because I thought, again, like what I said at the start of the episode, I thought it was more around kind of saying that what you did was okay. Turns out, not at all. So forgiveness, I'll I'll read out two definitions. Um, First one, forgiveness in a psychological sense is the intentional and voluntary process by which one who may initially feel victimized undergoes a change in feelings and attitude regarding a given offense and overcomes negative emotions such as resentment and vengeance. So those are the key words, resentment and vengeance. So you're letting go of resentment and the need for revenge. Now, the next um, definition, very similar as well. Psychologists generally define forgiveness as a conscious, deliberate decision to release feelings of resentment or vengeance towards a person or group who has harmed you, regardless of whether they actually deserve your forgiveness. Forgiveness does not mean forgetting, nor does it mean condoning or excusing offenses. That is also what I found really important to note. I think a lot of people feel, because I get damned all the time, like how can I forgive when I'm so angry, when I'm so this, when I'm so that. You can have, someone can do something to you that you morally disagree with on such a crazy level. And I think that it's important to acknowledge that you morally do not align and that you would never do what they did. And you could never, um, you could never have a close relationship maybe with someone that did what they did, or you don't want to associate yourself with people that would think that that behavior is okay. Whatever that behavior may be stealing, lying, cheating, whatever, but you can forgive them in the sense of saying like, you've done this to me, but I'm not going to hold on to this anger. I'm not going to hold on to this pain And I'm not going to think you're not forgiven because at the end of the day, the person like you might think that you hold some power over somebody by saying like, I'm not forgiving you for this. I'm not going to forgive you. 
But I can guarantee you in 99.9% of the cases, when you do that, you think about it way more often, you suffer about it, you're, you're not able to move on, you're not able to be as happy and as free. And that person, yeah, they, if they care about you, they, they would suffer to an extent, but they will get over it and they will move on. Okay. So ultimately the whole resentment thing is like, again, forgetting who said this because it's so brilliant, but it's like drinking poison and expecting your enemy to die. Okay. It's very, very toxic and it gets worse and worse and worse. Resentment doesn't get easier. I have, I know people that have been divorced for two decades and still resent their ex. Still, they still talk shit about their ex after two, 20 years, like it blows my mind. That is resentment. That is something that eats away at your soul forever. And who's suffering? Who's moved on? The one that cheated. Who the fuck is still like hating on life and never being able to fully let go and just like live their best life and have a clear mind and a clear, you know, just a happy, peaceful life. The person that's resenting, even if they were never in the wrong. So you can still go your separate ways and you can still say, I don't agree with what you did. Hence why I'm going my separate ways. But I'm going to forgive you for that. For example, when I look at it with me, if I look at like, for example, toxic people that I've dated, right? I 100% forgive them for what they did. I forgive them for like the affairs that they had and for what, not that it matters. I don't even have to tell them. Just in my head, I've forgiven them. Because the way I look at it is I never want to associate myself with you, but I hold no expectation of you needing to apologize on you needing to right your wrongs. I understand what kind of person you are. I understand where where you stand and where I stand, where your morals lie and where my morals lie. And I am no longer attached to needing anything from this situation at all. I don't wish evil on you. I don't wish good on you. I'm just neutral and I don't resent you. And if anything, I'm grateful for those situations because of course, they've taught me lessons. They've, they've led me to better experiences after that because of what I've learned. And at the very least, and we all love this so much, great content for the podcast. So I can actually even be grateful for it. And this is what I mean. Would I want to chat with them? No, because they're not good people. They're not good people, right? Not all my exes. I'm just talking about two in particular. They're not nice people. So I don't want to, but do I think about it every day? And do I think that they should do something to, not at all. I've forgiven it. It's done. Like, and I get it. Like we were, I, I get it. You just operate differently to me. It's unacceptable behavior. Hence why I wouldn't want you in my life. I don't agree with you morally. So I don't ever want to associate myself with you, but I don't, it doesn't hurt me anymore whatsoever. And I'm like, you know what? All the best. I, I just hope you're treating your future, your future partners better. That's all. That's all I can say. Do you know what I mean? But I don't hold any, I don't, I've forgiven it completely because I've actually gained a lot due to them, you know? Now, sometimes people find it really hard to forgive. Some things might seem unforgivable and I'm not even going to think about what that could be. There's a whole, there's a billion different things that someone can do to you that is quite awful, right? And that is fine. Firstly, there's no point doing something that doesn't feel right to you just to say you did it. There's no point being like, oh, I've got to fucking forgive this person when I don't. No, like it's got to feel right. I'm just trying to get you in a headspace to realize that forgiveness will infinitely benefit you and probably do nothing for that person. You're not actually doing that person any favors when you forgive them, okay? Because they're probably especially if they're not a nice person, they don't give a fuck in the first place. So whether you forgive them or not, they're probably not going to care. I think we think that forgiveness holds power over them, whether we forgive them or not. No, it doesn't. Especially if they're not nice, they don't give a flying fuck. This is for you personally. 
When you forgive, you let go of this, of what they have over you, right? But regardless, let's say you're thinking, I can't forgive them. It's just too much. Okay. If you are one of these people in these situations, I don't want you feeling bad that you can't forgive. I don't want you thinking, oh, now Alexis expects me to just go and forgive. No, I don't. What I do want you to realize is that, you know, it's not the worst thing in the world to feel anger towards someone, okay? As long as it's not for a prolonged period of time. That's when it gets bad. But it's actually quite therapeutic when someone's done something horrible to you. It's actually quite therapeutic to hate or to feel anger as it is a more, it's a more powerful emotion than fear or hopelessness. Okay. So while I definitely don't condone or encourage you feeling angry or hateful, if you've gone from a position of feeling absolutely hopeless or fearful, where you're just in the lowest of lowest vibrations, anger and hatred is actually slightly empowering, right? So if necessary. I would encourage you instead of feeling hopeless and feeling like a failure and feeling like nobody loves you. It sometimes can be a boost of like, like, like oomph to feel that anger and hatred and whatever. But the problem is that a lot of people kind of sit here for too long because they resonate so heavily with these, you know, feelings, slight, slightly empowering feelings of hatred and anger that they don't leave. That's when it gets toxic. It gets toxic not for the other person, but for you. Okay. So while it might feel good in the moment because it feels better than, than total, than feeling like a failure, better than hopelessness, better than fear, don't get tempted to stay there longer. You always want to be reaching for the next thought up that rung of like vibration feelings. Okay. You always have to keep reaching, reaching, reaching. And the very top one is love, right? Bliss, joy, love. That's at the top. So my advice to you is if right now you're thinking you're at the like vibrating super, super low, of course, yeah, reach for this. Like I'm angry at you. I can say, even if you just say it to yourself, look in the mirror and talk about it, but like I'm angry about this. I can acknowledge I'm angry. I now have the power to acknowledge these emotions that I'm feeling. You're going to start to feel a bit more empowered. And then from there you can keep going, but please don't stay in this vibration for too long. And that's where a lot of people think I can't forgive from here because you festered in anger and hatred for too long. Okay. You only want to use those emotions when they helping you get out of lower emotions. You don't want to dip down to those emotions because they're not very empowering in the long term. They're just more empowering than things that are below them, like hopelessness. Okay. Another thing that you need to realize is you don't have to let go of your moral, your morals or your moral compass to forgive somebody. Okay. You still know the difference between right and wrong. And if someone goes against that and hurts you by doing so, then you don't have to think that their behavior was okay. You don't have to tell them. You don't have to do anything, okay? You still can remove somebody from your life and not want to associate with somebody and be able to forgive them, okay? Forgiveness doesn't mean we go back to how it was. Forgiveness doesn't mean what you did was okay, let's be friends again. It doesn't mean, oh, I can't ever, you know, think about that again and I just have to act like nothing happened or I'm going to sweep it under the rug. Not at all, not at all. Forgiveness is very much from your end and it's got nothing to do with what then happens moving forward with your relationship. That's completely different. So now we're going to talk about two different things. We're going to talk about forgiving someone that wants to be back in in your life and how you go about that. 
And then we're going to talk about forgiving someone that's hurt you and left and you just kind of sitting here resenting, feeling hateful, not being able to move forward. And then you find that it's damaging your future relationships because you've got all these walls up because of what someone did and you never got closure. Okay. So the first one is forgiving somebody who wants to be back in your life. Now, the first thing that you want to do is separate to forgiveness altogether. When someone apologizes, You kind of have to, like I was saying, you know, the whole action speak louder than words. The first thing you want to do is you have to protect yourself. Now, when I talk about protecting yourself, I don't mean put your walls up. I mean paying attention to patterns and then making informed decisions for your future, okay? Fuck the walls. You don't need the walls. You can be vulnerable and stronger than you've ever been. But I'm saying fucking save yourself some time and energy And look for patterns in people's behavior. So if someone is apologizing to you for something that they've repeatedly done and they're not showing anything in their actions to change, you, when you forgive, you then have to make the decision to think, yes, I'm forgiving you because that's what I want to do. I'm going to feel a lot better. But that's when you have to make the decision just because they're apologizing does not mean that that is their golden ticket back into your life. Just because they're crying and begging, that does not mean that you then owe them anything, okay? It will serve you to forgive them, but you then don't have to continue on as it was just because you've forgiven them. And you have to make that clear to that person, okay? So you have to make a choice. When someone apologizes, ask yourself, are they just apologizing because they want to be back in my life because I'm, you know, I give them something that, that fulfills their needs? Or... Are they apologizing genuinely because they respect me and regardless if if I had them in my life or not, they really are remorseful for what they did, okay? And that's going to determine if you want to then mend and repair and keep that person in your life or if you're just going to say, you know what, all the best, I'm letting go of this, but... I can't have you in my life anymore. I am now protecting myself in that sense. I'm going to save myself some time, energy, and pain. I'm not angry anymore. I'm letting it go, but no. You know, and, and you've got to really pay attention. And with people that are in a relationship with toxic people, there's, there's going to be a cycle. You're going to see this constant cycle of hurting you and then apologizing, hurting you and apologizing, hurting you, and, and it goes on and on and on and on. And this is where you've got to really find the difference between saying what you did was okay versus I forgive you and I'm letting you go. Very, very, very different statements. And the second one is infinitely more powerful for you. Fuck that person, for you, okay? If you say to somebody when they ask for forgiveness, it's okay, or it's fine, I understand what you did, I whatever, that's almost saying that what they did was acceptable. You don't want to be doing that. You want to truly, truly understand and rewind it and go back to the definition of forgiveness, how it's about you and not that person. You want to be able to say, you know what? I forgive you, but I no longer want you in my life. Like, for example, you know that whole statement of I forgive, like, like I forgive, but I, I'll never forget. I used to think to myself, how can that work? How can you forgive and not forget? And I thought it was like quite a spiteful thing to say. Now I get it. I get it in the sense of like, I'm not letting this have any power over me anymore, but I'm also not going to forget it because if you want to enter my life again, I'm aware of your past behaviors and I've drawn a line here and I'm not going to revisit that again. I'm not going to go back there. I've, I've, I've learned my lesson with you. It's okay to forgive and not forget. It doesn't mean I'm sitting here festering every day and I haven't forgotten. That's not what it means. And I used to think that that's what it did mean. I used to think, wait a minute, if you're not forgetting, you're resenting. 
That's not what it means. To not forget means I'm just remembering that so I can set a boundary for my future, okay? Whether that means you only have X, like you now decide what level of access that person has to your life. And if you think that they are truly, truly, truly remorseful and it was a one-off and they would never want to do it again, they don't want to hurt you, maybe you want to give them full access back into your life, maybe. But if it's something that's repetitive and it's one of those toxic people that you're dating where it's this constant cycle of back and forth, then you need to think long and fucking hard. Well, ideally not long. Ideally, you want to think about it quickly and hard that the access that you now grant them is quite limited and you can still fully forgive someone and grant them minimal access, if any, because they're two totally separate things. And I think that once you really understand that you can still remember it, you can still hold boundaries, you can say, we are morally different, I don't want you in my life, I don't want to associate with myself with you, that can exist completely independently from I'm not going to resent you, I don't want revenge, I don't even want to have to revisit this because it no longer holds power over me. I have gotten to a point where I'm able to completely let all that and the emotions attached to it go. All right. That's the place that you want to be. It is always useful to not forget things, especially when someone has treated you like shit or treated you in a toxic way. Okay. To forgive and not forget is not a bad thing at all. You don't want to be forgetting. You don't want to have fucking amnesia and then have them treat you like shit again. That's not the point of experiences in our lives. We have experiences to learn a lesson and grow from it, okay? So always remember shit that people have done. Just don't fester and don't hold resentment around it. Just be like, yep, okay, I'm aware that that occurred. Is this a pattern? Is it a once-off? What can I take with this information? That's what you want to be doing. Now, if you're in a situation where someone's trying to repair it and you want to repair, okay, let's say they're not a toxic person, they're fucked up, but you're like, I actually would want you back in my own life. I want to fix this. The first thing you've got to do, and this is slightly on a tangent, it comes more to like having a conversation or an argument, not purely on forgiveness. But the first thing you want to do is number one, you have to let that person speak everything they want to say. You have to create a safe space for them to talk, even if they're the ones that fucked up, okay? Because the way you have to look at it is think, if I want this person back in my life, I have to give them the opportunity to say whatever it is that they want to say if we're on the road to trying to repair this thing. Then you need to say everything that you want to say. You have to get it all out on the table. And you can even say things like, I'm worried that I'm going to be raising this again in the future. I don't want to do that. How can we get to a point where we're really working on repairing this thing so that way I'm not just saying when I don't mean it, I'm not saying it's fine, I forgive you, it's fine, blah, blah, blah. And then down the line, you're then reminding them of shit, of that one time that they did this, that one time that they did this, okay? Now, this is what I find really really quite difficult to navigate when someone's done something to hurt you and you choose to accept them back in your life and you've chosen to forgive them the it's a, it's a really fine line here because then that person feels like you've forgiven me you can't ever bring it up again but you might feel like yes I forgave you because I don't want this to ruin our relationship moving forward but sometimes I might have to bring it up because it's relevant to the situation at hand like you know you Last time you did that, something terrible happened and now you're doing stuff that's leading up to something where something terrible might happen again. I feel the need to bring this up. So it's kind of this fine line and I feel like this stuff kind of needs to be discussed 
from the beginning, when you're having that conversation of repair, you've got to, you have to discuss all these things. I don't think it's fair to abuse the situation either way around. If you're the person that's done the wrong thing and your partner has forgiven you, you can't then put it, put like uh, a, you can't put this new rule in place saying, well, now that you've forgiven me in order for us to move forward, you can never bring it up again. You're gagging and silencing your partner for something that you did that caused them pain. Okay. You can't do that. And then in, in reverse of that, if you're going to forgive someone, you should only ever be bringing it up if it is completely relevant to something that's going down. And if you find yourself bringing it up all the time, you need to ask yourself, no matter how much I love this person, maybe I can't move past this. If I've done everything I've tried to do to forgive them, maybe I can't move past this, not because I've, I'm not able to let go of it, but because I've realized that we are way too different morally. And the fact that they were able to do that and I would never do that to them just will never sit right with me. I don't hate them. I'm not trying to seek revenge, but it will never sit right with me. And that's when you have to end it, okay? But you should... It's, it's, you know, I feel like when it comes to this situation of you forgiving your partner for having done something to you, you both have to give and you both have to take, okay? You can't always be throwing it back in their face at every tiny little thing when it's not relevant. You should only ever be bringing it up when it's very relevant. And if you can't let go, like I said, maybe it's the end. And for the other person, you can never say, okay, now let's never speak of it again. That's not fair. You're silencing your partner for something you did. You can't do that. Okay. So that's where it gets really, really tricky when you're doing this whole repair thing. And all this needs to be discussed prior to commencing the relationship again, prior to picking back up where, you know, picking up again and continuing on with the relationship. You have to have a hard fucking conversation and bring all this up to the, like bring it all up to the surface. That is how true repair occurs. If your partner is wanting to apologize, but not willing to have that conversation, they're not remorseful. They don't care. Bon voyage on your merry way. I am not going to bring you back into my life. I forgive you, but I can see that this relationship will no longer serve me. Staying in a relationship but resenting one another is the most poisonous thing you can be doing to yourself, to your partner. And if you have children involved, it is the, you absolutely don't want to be doing that. You don't want to be doing that. Okay. You need to walk away from that relationship. You're going to be better off. Your partner, ex-partner will be better off. And if you have kids, your kids will be better off. Okay. It's a toxic environment. Don't do it to yourself. It is not worth it. You will be okay you'll be better off. I think a lot of people cling to staying even though the pain's too much, they can't move on, they're resenting their partner all the time. A lot of the time, you're probably more willing to forgive someone if you've let them go out of your life. You know, if you think, mm, that's a big enough crack that we can't move on from here, I'm willing to not let this have power over me, but I just can't have you in my life anymore. I need to take that step, okay? And you're probably more able to forgive if that person is no longer in your life. Okay, so that's a decision that you need to make based on actions that they've done, based on how you interact with that person. It's very personal and every situation is different. Now let's talk about the scenario of somebody who's not really seeking to apologize, okay? I'll break this down into two categories, one where they're still in your life and one where they're not in your life, okay? The one where they're still in your life. Let's say that they're not really seeking to apologize. They don't look remorseful at all. This could be someone that's an orbital ghost star coming in and out of your life. This could be someone that's cheated on you and keeps coming back and this and that, whatever. 
It could be a relative that doesn't really care for you and is always hurting you, is always lying to you. It doesn't matter. This is super important to know that people thrive, toxic people, keep in mind toxic people, this not good, ideally not good people. If they're good and they do this, then they're toxic. They thrive knowing that you are holding on to this, that you can't forgive them. They don't think about it in that way. They don't think, oh, it's good that they haven't forgiven me. But they thrive on the fact that they have access to you. And if they know that you're still holding on to something and you're resenting or you're you're unable to let go, that is their access to you because it means they know that you are still very emotionally attached to what has gone down. And that means that they can, you know, hit you back up whenever they want. Because even if you're angry, even if you're hateful, there's enough emotion there that gets you responding to them, gets you giving them what they want. And what they want is a response. They want attention, whether it's positive or negative. They have power and control over you. The best thing you can do, and ironically, it helps you. And even if you wanted revenge, ironically, even without wanting revenge, it is the best form of revenge, if you want to even call it that, is letting go. Because it instantly takes the power away from that person. The one thing that they had over you is access. They no longer have access because you are now indifferent to them. If you can genuinely say, you know what? I disagree with everything that went down, but I forgive you. I'm not letting, I'm not letting this have any power over me whatsoever. I read this really good quote the other day, and it's basically like forgiveness is taking the knife out of your back that someone stabbed you in the back, taking the knife out of your back and choosing not to stab them back and not to, you know, choosing just to heal. That is what you're doing here. And if you were to do that, that person initially would push back. They'll be like, wait a minute, I want the drama. I want control. But if you can say, no, no, I don't need revenge. I don't need you to prove anything. I'm done. I'm genuinely done. That person then loses any hold they ever had over you. They know it and even better, you know it, you feel it. You feel it before they feel it. You already know. The moment you can truly forgive someone, you've let them go, truly, truly let them go, okay? And again, it's got nothing to do with forgetting. You've just, you've said, I'm not gonna let this have control over me. I'm not gonna let this cause me any pain. Forgiveness is the most personal thing you can do. It is only about you, nothing about them, okay? It serves you and it helps you. That's it, okay? And the beauty of it is that it actually, at a time like this where someone's like ghosting you or thinks they've got access to you, it actually makes them realize how indifferent you are to them and eventually they'll give up. They'll stop fucking with your time because they are getting nothing in return, nothing. And that's what you want. Okay. Now, lastly, we're going to talk about forgiving somebody that is no longer in your life. Absolutely no longer there. They've, you know, they've left you for someone else. They cheated on you. They've done something awful. What, like, I'm sure we've all been in a situation where someone's done something that is quote unquote unforgivable and then just vanished out of our life. Or ghosting is a huge one. Ghosting is a huge one. Again, what you need to do is realize that forgiveness you never even have to contact this person to forgive them. You don't have to let them know how you're feeling. You don't have to nothing, okay? You are making a statement and you are saying to yourself, and I'm just actually reverting back to that quote that we spoke about at the beginning. You're basically saying to yourself that you are 
making a conscious, deliberate decision to release your feelings of resentment, to release your feelings of vengeance or need for revenge towards that person who has hurt me, regardless if they deserve it or not. Okay? That is what you're saying. And you want to say that again and again and again. Operative word being regardless if they deserve it or not. It's got nothing to do with if they deserve it or not because this is purely for you. And like I said earlier, always remember, but don't fester. Just be aware. You always want to keep, without being a psycho about it, you always keep tabs on your relationships and things that people have done. Like we're not robots here. Of course you're aware. It's just choosing what to do with that information. Ideally, you want to pay attention to patterns in people's behavior with how they treat you, and then you can act accordingly. If you're always treating me like shit every time, or if the cycle is you only ever apologize and do nice things to me when you've crossed the line to a point of almost no repair, then then I'm prob- I'm going to predict that you're probably going to do that again. If you've done it 10 times before, you're going to do it again. If you've done it three times before, you're probably going to do it again. It gets to a point where you then have to say words are not enough, and unless I say action... I'm just going to have to let you go. I forgive you, but let you go. The beauty also about forgiving somebody is that it allows you to then really decide, do I now need this person in my life or not? You stop feeling that that they are responsible for closure. Closure is a huge one with forgiveness. I think we think that we can only forgive once we get closure. Once they truly apologize for hurting you or breaking your heart or lying to you or doing whatever it is that they did. Like I say, like so much, closure comes from you. It is you closing that door. It is you saying, I'm no longer going to give more energy to this. I'm no longer going to let this do what it's doing to me or to my peace of mind or to my happiness, okay? Without realizing it, a lot of the time we keep people in our lives because we're waiting for that closure. And even if we don't keep them physically in our lives, we keep that door open for them to return in our lives because we are waiting for that apology, okay? And we think we can't forgive you unless you apologize first. We think um, we think that an apology has to occur for us to then turn around and say, I forgive you. But it, that's not the case. And no, it does not. This is how so many toxic people stay in our lives because they know this trick, Okay. So you have to, even if that person's completely left your life and they've ghosted you and whatever, you still have to close that door to them. You don't want closure because every time you are seeking closure, you're seeking an apology, you're thinking, I can't fully let go, I can't fully forgive until I get that closure. No, no, and no. They are not responsible for your closure. The person that hurt you should not be the one that you give the responsibility of healing you. That is fucking cooked. Imagine, imagine they hurt you. So now they're responsible for healing. So basically you're a hostage, right? You are now holding yourself at ransom until they stroll back when they're good and ready to try and heal you. No, no, stop giving the power of closure, the power of forgiveness to the person that hurt you. You hold that power. And the moment you realize you hold that power, you end so much suffering. Pain is inevitable, but suffering is a choice. And the more power you give to someone that hurt you, the more of your healing that you put in the hands of the perpetrator, the more you suffer. And that is a choice. Guys, thank you so much for listening. That is it for today. I hope you took something away from this. I hope you can 
hopefully action some some things and if you were like me where you had a different idea of what forgiveness was hopefully you had kind of that change of heart like I have had about what it means to truly forgive somebody um and yes that is all thank you so much for tuning in as always I love you guys thank you for sharing for screenshotting the podcast and sharing it on your socials word of mouth is what grows the podcast so I really appreciate you guys letting all your friends and family know about this so big big love love you all my beans and remember as always be kind to yourselves be kind to your brains don't take shit from anybody and especially do not take shit from yourself Danke!